got T Maz in the building. Episode number four. Be on Lookout TV. Last night I had a talk with God. He told me don't believe the facade. The homie told me keep my hand on the chopper. Mama told me I shall become a doctor. The world got me anxious. Uh, cause I live where it's dangerous. Young kids with the stainless shooting at their own blood type and it's painless. Uh, and got my grandmama crying about it. Cause she know her little line about it. Daddy try to pull me about it. Now that boy focus trying to move me a mouth. Huh, and a young life watching me. And them greenbacks stalking me. And the rappers don't make sense to me. The motherfucker man is who I'm fist to be. Uh, I know a chick with a good job. And 10 more who ain't never had one. 10 kids with some sad faces. And shorty still wanna add one. All right, all right, all right. We got T Maz in the building. How you doing, brother? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's I'm pretty get good, it. bro. How you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Can't complain. So, can you tell the uh, crowd about yourself and, and your background? Definitely. Um, my name T Maz. Uh, I also go by Dr. Tara Maz Harris. Um, <clears throat> a little bit about me is I got a long history of doing hip hop music as an artist and producer. Um, Got some videos and stuff out there on YouTube. Go look up T Mass. Uh, but currently, I've transitioned my life into being a clinical psychologist. I uh, completed my doctorate degree in clinical in clinical psychology from Capella University in 2018. Um, and since then, I've just been kind of working in the field, you know, um, and you know, trying to be effective in the lives of of others. Um, but yeah, I'm also a father uh bay area native niners fan uh warriors fan you know stuff like that okay okay so like what inspired you to pursue a career in psychology and like how did it how did you transition from rapping to being a doctor um something that inspired me to pursue a career in psychology was um just going to school and learning more and more about the subject um the more the higher that I went in school and the closer that I got towards graduation, um, I began to learn a lot about just development, about um, the brain and how it works, about um, just substance use and addiction and medicine, things like that. And a lot of those topics had interest me way before and I never really knew that I was so interested in the topics and uh, how much of a relationship they had, to, they had with uh, psychology. And so, you know, the more that I studied the topic, uh, my interest grew. I also seen uh, seen um, career paths like uh, actual jobs that I could see myself working in if I got specific degrees that had to do with psychology. And so I started to see this when I was getting a bachelor's degree. And so I was able to work with some different mentors and come up with a specific plan on how to uh, get towards my ultimate goal. But Becoming a doctor wasn't the initial goal, I don't think. <clears throat> mm -hmm. For me, the initial goal was just to complete school, just to complete my bachelor's degree because, you know, I always felt like, you know, I probably wasn't going to complete it. I was just in school to get the <laughs> money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was getting grant money and little loan money, stuff like that, and felt like we was rich. So, you know, uh, it came a point where I felt like I just I, I wanted to complete the degree, so... That was my interest at first, but then the more that I learned about it, I was interested in going a little bit further. Mm. Yeah, that's deep. Mm -hmm. So, like, can you tell us 
anything like from the psychology, anything that you learned from psychology that you put towards your rapping? Definitely. Um, I think just over the years, knowing about myself, knowing about some of my own personal beliefs, um, someone, some of um, the things that uh, are important to me is what I've advocated for through my music um, without even knowing that that was a part of what psychology is because I was doing a lot of my music before I even uh, went deep into the field of psychology. Uh, I think some of my, one of my last mixtapes was probably a little bit after I got my master's degree. Uh, and at that point, I didn't know as much as I know now about the field, but uh, you know, just a lot about beliefs, a lot about um, um, different concepts like love, concepts like uh, loyalty, you know, concepts like family, um, and and all of that. Death are a part of psychology, and these are concepts that I've I've written about. Mm. Uh, and another thing is like a big part of uh, my mission in the field of in psychology as a clinical psychologist is to work with people to increase motivation. I, I wrote my dissertation on this topic, uh, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Um, and that's one of the big things that I kind of talk about in my music, even now is motivation, uh, inspiration. And so, um, and how to increase that in different ways. And so, yeah. Okay. So how do you think your background as a rapper has influenced your perspective on life? and your work as a doctor? I think my background as a uh, as a rapper and just being a black male from the hood really helps me to be effective in my work as a doctor. A, an example is uh, before I work where I work now, uh, I worked at um, CDCR, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. So in the prison, uh, you know, it's a different world in there. And I've worked with individuals who are in different walks of life, um, individuals who were facing life, individuals who were about to come home, individuals who had dealt with trauma in prison, people who were, you know, just wanted to change, didn't want to change, uh, you know, all types of people in prison. Um, but w one thing that I began to recognize throughout my work there is that um, being one of the only young black males, um, being somebody who comes from a community like I come from and talks the way I talk, walk the way I walk, um, it's it's recognized by, by other people who have the similar cultural intersections. And so I saw that a lot in CDCR and I felt um, that, you know, some of those qualities about myself helped me to be effective in the job. Even though it was a really scary place to work in, I think some of those just you know, intrinsic things about myself uh, help me to be effective. Mm. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. And, and those specific qualities is being black, being a male, understanding the, the hood, understanding how things work in inner city communities, um, understanding uh, gang culture, understanding hip hop culture, um, understanding uh, Christianity, Islam. I like, I think all of those concepts as a whole, in addition to many others, helped me to understand that particular population a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's for surely a lot.
So I seen you have a book out. What is what's your book about? So we got a book. Um, I got a book that just dropped uh, February twentieth, two thousand twenty three. It's called A Legendary Run, and it is a collection of memoirs, a collection of critical uh, experiences that I have gone through um, that have become inspirations for me um, to ultimately lead me down the path that I've gone down. Um, and to become who I am today. Um, this book uh, is available at Barnes and Nobles. Uh, you can go ahead and order it on Barnes and Nobles. Um, yeah, and it's the first of many books. Okay, for sure, for sure. I'm gonna have to go get a copy of that. Yes, Check sir. Check that out, sure. And I Support. think that just, you know, any <clears throat> anybody from an inner city community, um, even it, people from outside of the hood, you know, um, especially if you're looking for a little piece of inspiration, a little piece of motivation, uh, this is a, the book for you to add to your collection. Um, um, especially young black men, I, I, I can't stress it enough. We've often been raised to go ball or go rap uh, to the best of our abilities. And those are two primary pathways to, work, to being successful. Um, I've gone down those roads. I have been introduced to some of those same ideas. Um, and through continually grinding and continually like learning and educating myself and being open to new experiences and being open to conversations from people who don't look like me um, or come from a place like where I come from helped me to understand that there's other things out there. Um, and I want to kind of advocate that same thing for, for, for other people who come from a place like I come from. I remember there was a time where I didn't I, I didn't think that higher education or college was for black people. And um so you know I, I'm a part of that mission to change that narrative. Right. Right. We appreciate you bro for sure. Let's legendary run. Hey salute. A legendary run out in all mo is all uh, Barnes and Nobles. Yep, all Barnes and Nobles. All you can Barnes just go on barnesandnobles.com, type in a legendary run, go ahead and add that to your cart. Okay, for sure. So, like, how do you balance out your work as a doctor with any ongoing interest or pursuits in music? My work as a doctor has become very intense, um, but it's also um, very rewarding uh, and a job that I've been able to find balance and um, kind of set my own schedule. Uh, especially my private practice uh, and things that I do privately, but when I, you know, do my my uh, other work for the state, um, it, it requires a certain amount of time that I have to be there, and it can feel kind of overwhelming sometimes, you know, because there's a lot of reports that need to be written, assessments that need to be administered and uh, interpreted, and all that kind of stuff, and so it, it's it's it can be a lot doing all of these different things, but how do I find balances? I just make sure that I prioritize what's important to me, which is, you know, my family, uh, my spirituality, um, you know, um, pursuing my passions and things like that. Uh, so just, you know, making a list in order of importance and making sure that I'm divvying my time up and balancing it uh, in a way that I'm able to sort of pursue all of these things equally uh, to try and uh, 
heighten my chances to be successful, you know what I'm saying, in those different areas. But it, sometimes I do feel like it ain't enough time in the day to to do certain things, but I try and just figure out what's most important to me in, in this moment um, and go for those things. Uh-huh. Prioritizing a little bit. Ain't enough time in the day to be Dre. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> so, like, how do your colleagues or your patients react when they learn you used to be a rapper? It's crazy because uh, – I am typically a private, a very private person, and I know um, that a lot of people that I work with may not be ready for my my, my rap life that I've lived, right? Um, and a lot of them, uh, they, they probably would never imagine that I've I've gone through some of these things, or I've uh, you know made some of this music and talked about some of these things. So I've 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 I didn't, I'm not gonna say that I'm, I've hidden it, but um, I've kept it to myself, right? Up until this point that I've released this book. Um, so, you know, the book is, you know, on Barnes and Nobles and a lot of my colleagues are readers. So, you know, I've opened myself up to be vulnerable to, to some of the things that I've kind of protected from my professional colleagues and professional life. Um, and now they're about to learn about it. Um, they've, a lot of them have already sort of read the abstract and, begin to and, and kind of look at the cover and read some of the text that's that's out there already before the book was actually out and could see that I've I've had a history with hip hop, right? Um and I've I've gotten some uh interest in it, like some people inquiring on uh, you know how far I've gone in hip hop and things like that. I think I'm gonna wait till they read the book and then they'll be able to like, wait, wow, they'll be able to go to YouTube and kind of see for themselves. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of video. I mean, I got a song called Phone Sex that's probably garnished the most YouTube views that I've ever had, right? <laughs> Roll smooth with a video it'd be like man dr harris that's a different side of you you know but <laughs> this is me back in the, you know five ten years ago you know before i even decided to come this direction in life so um i'm excited to see what people's reactions is gonna be but it's been all positive so far though um again you know i'm sensitive about my stuff i'm an artist you know what i'm saying so you know i, I, I would hope that they uh you know read the book um being considerate of the, that people change, you know, and people adapt, you know? Definitely, definitely. So, like, what advice would you give to aspiring rappers who are, like, also interested in being a doctor? For sure. Um, I would tell them that you can do you can do it, too. You can continue to be a rapper. 
you can also can continue to pursue your dreams as being a doctor. It's going to take some prioritizing. It's going to take some planning, some uh, strategizing, some organizing, and um, good decision making. I say that because <clears throat> a lot of things that you do put out there, um, like on YouTube and uh, SoundCloud and just anywhere on the internet is available for the world to see. So, you know, um, when you do become a doctor, you will have patients who um, will probably try and Google you or, or look you up. Or, or There's a level of self-disclosure in a clinical setting too. So they'll start to learn a little bit about you as they're, as they're talking to you and working with you. Um, it's up to you to, you know, know how much you want to let out there about yourself, how much you're comfortable to uh, uh, with letting out there. And I just say all of that to say that you don't want to put something out there today that can come, come back and bite you a little bit, you know, down the line. So be cautious of, and, and careful about certain things that you do publish while also being artistic and being free with your, uh, with your, with your creative side. It's a, it's a fine balance, you know? So find that balance. Um, but at the same time, find a lot of time to lock down on your schoolwork. Um, make sure that you understanding the material. Make sure that you reaching out for support if you do need support in that area. There's things available to us nowadays called educational coaching. When I was coming up, I didn't really hear about educational coaching. We heard a lot about things like tutoring and stuff like that. What I've done is I've developed a private practice in Fairfield, California. It's called lovecloudrestore.com. Uh, well, that's the website. Love Cloud Restore LLC is the practice. And we're op- ultimately a wellness company. One service that we provide is educational coaching. What educational coaching is, is actual, like a coach um, that you can work with on specific topics to help you identify specific educational related goals um, and develop particular objectives and ways to meet those goals that are realistic and obtainable. Um, um, so I didn't have things like this when I was when I was in, in college and in high school trying to you know pursue my educational goals. It was just a, a lot of just kind of working independently, working with your parents doing a little bit of uh, internet search when you when you could but it wasn't that many computers out back then um but but educational coaching is is something available to you you know so i would tell a young aspiring rapper and aspiring doctor to that you can do both right you be different right the i think that can help uh work with certain patients diversity is heavily embraced in this field Diversity is difference, right? We all come from different uh, backgrounds, right? So being different is uh, something that will benefit you working in this field. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of piece of game that I give to a young aspiring doctor and aspiring rapper. Keep going. Don't feel like you can't do either or. That's game. Let's get that's it. Game. I like that. I like that program you got, bro. Like that's that's some real shit. A lot of. A lot of people need that. Yes, know. sir. For Man. real, the educational. Co- I mean, tutoring is is similar, you know. Yeah. But the the coaching is, you know, can be more personal um, and more specific. Yeah. Yep. So, like, uh, how'd your family or friends react when you decided to leave music to become a doctor? 
it was crazy. Like they, a lot of my family was open to it and, and supportive of it, and was like, "You should have been did this." Um, a lot of my friends, who especially the ones I did music with, was was like kind of wild and and struck by the news, um, but also uh, expected nothing less because they've already seen me, uh, you know, uh, pursue certain educational goals and achieve them prior to me deciding to become a doctor. <clears throat> so, but even more than their reaction, more than my friend's reaction, more than my parents' reaction, my reaction to having to come to grips and come to the reality that my lifelong dream um, has to either take a back seat or vanish um, was a part of me coming to a man, I'd say. Um, it's, it almost made me like really feel like crying, like, because I've always wanted to be a, be a rapper. Um, my, one of my ultimate goals in life was always to be a rapper. I literally back in the days when I was a little bit more immature, but still pursuing my music heavily took rent money to finance, like mixed my mixtape and, uh, going on tour, this, this, and that. Because I just was so uh, confident that my music was going to be a hit. Um, a lot of those, some of those decisions were not the right decisions, but um, I, I was able to learn from some of those things. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I answered the question correctly, but I'm, that's why I'm coming. That's how I'm coming. That's how I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, like, how you stay up to date with all the latest advancements and, like, trends? In both the industry and medical. Oh yeah. Um, so in, in the music industry, I just turn on IG, talk to my little cousins, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh it's part of the culture that we walk and talk every day. Uh how I stay up on new trends within the field of mental health is, you know, it's actually a requirement with of doctors to pursue uh continuing education. There's continuing education requirements in the field to where you basically just continuing to learn about the new advancements in the field, about new medicines, about new uh, uh, treatment interventions, things like that. And so even, you know, while working for the state, there's, you know, annual trainings, quarterly trainings and weekly trainings, really. Um, we're learning on this on the job and there's always something new uh, coming out and cutting edge that's benefiting, uh, you know, patient outcomes. And so we're always learning every single day. That's kind of built into the job. Um, and in a private practice, you have to build it in. You have to make sure that yourself and your staff are going out there and, and learning about what's new in the field, what's effective in the field, so that you're providing uh, top-notch treatment. Okay. Okay. So... Can you share any challenges or obstacles that you had to face during your transition rapping and rapping to medicine? Most definitely. Um, I remember kind of going into my residency, uh, talking specific ways with my hands a lot. I still do it, um, you know, uh, <laughs> and uh, just a lot, a lot of slang that I would use um, and just the language that's expected from a doctor is... Um, it's a learning process or it's a little learning curve that you kind of go through when you're um, going through your educational process and going through your internship process. And then going when you finally get the job and then when you work in a job for a couple of years, you're always kind of learning on how to perfect yourself, at, you know, in your, in your position. So um, 
it, it was just so some of the transition and some of the barriers that I've I that I you know came across was just you know kind of knowing how to balance my my regular uh urban swag with the expectations of being um a clinical psychologist you know what I'm saying um about it had a lot to do with me just you know tuning one you know just fine tuning them and finding balance in between them you like I said, diversity is heavily embraced in the field, right? Certain people who are cutting their ways and, uh, you know, uh, they, they may act a little stuck up and, and resistant or hesitant to embrace diversity, but diversity is something that we encourage and advocate for in the field. And when they got a new young fly brother coming up on here, man, uh, you know, looking as good as I look, you know what I'm saying? And talking how I talk, you can't, you know, you can't knock it. So, um, yeah, I just bring what I bring, man. I just kind of be myself. Uh, and th- that was how I learned to overcome that barrier of uh, finding that balance between who I really was and what they want me to be. That's dope. So you, do you still make music in your spare time? Yes, yes, I do, sir. Okay, okay. What's your, um? you got like an album coming out? Um. So not necessarily an album, but with this book, A Legendary Run, it does come with uh, somewhat of a musical soundtrack. So one particular song that um, is going to be the, the theme song or is the theme song for the book is called A Legendary Run, a.k.a. Get It How You Live It. And this is a record that's produced by the homeboy Nick Speed. Nick Speed is from Detroit, Michigan. Big shout out to the homeboy Nick Speed. Man, he always held me down, man, since the day that I met him several years back. Y'all go look him up on YouTube. His beats are crazy crazy he's made a lot of beats for all types of people we ain't even gonna name drop right now but I, we are gonna name drop one he's made beats for t mass you hear me um <laughs> and he's going and he's going crazy so with this record man you know um it's gonna be basically the the theme song for the book uh we're gonna eventually shoot a video for it you know what i mean and just go all the way up we're gonna throw the song on itunes and you know we're just trying to hit them with with from every angle that we can to get the the message of this book out there to the masses Okay. So the, so really, I'm just, when I do music, I just kind of, these days when I'm doing music, I'm just, I, I do it intentionally uh, for specific purposes. For example, uh, the song that I'm, that I just told you about is specifically to promote this book. Um, I haven't done a lot of music lately. Uh, I do intend on getting back into it sometime soon. But for right now, you know, I'm just getting my feet wet a little bit again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, like, have you used music to help cope with stress or, like, a burnout in your medical career? Oh, most definitely, man. Every day that I leave work, um, I turn my music up as loud as it goes, you know what I'm saying, on my on my drive back home. Um, it's something that helps me cope with stress. Uh, it's something that helped me just kind of uh, recalibrate and uh, come back to somewhat of a homeostasis, uh, you know, my... my uh, my baseline um so you can it's it's easy very easy in these times that we live in to get incredibly stimulated from the sounds we hear out here to the things we see the stuff we read about the the, the stuff we smell you know all, all of that can really stimulate you and impacts the brain right impacts our our nervous system um so it's important to bring ourselves back down to to that baseline 
Um, and how we do that is we find ourselves some effective coping skills. For myself, after I leave work, it's turning the music up. Um, and so to answer the question, for sure, I use music definitely to cope. I, def- I, le- I use music to relax. Um, it's not always hip hop music either, you know. So I've, I've recently gotten into, um, you know, this this phase of, uh, you know, listening to little jazz, listening to some soft R and B, and things like that, you know. So, so yeah, I try and balance it out and listen to the right music to get me in the vibe that I'm trying to get into. Okay, okay. So, um, what was the question I was getting ready to ask? So, like, what was your what was your favorite what was your favorite project that you did music wise man so like a lot of the recent ones the trail of tears uh my um uh one ticket please with dj coco chanel from new york city those are available online and i really love those projects um but the ones that i released before online was online like there's cds to them and it's hard for me to actually find those cds but i still have like the the lyrics written down but there's some songs that i cannot find and locate and and there was some mixtapes too i don't even they were even unnamed too back then those are the ones that i that i miss you know what i'm saying but my my very favorite organized and published uh project by t-mass Gotta be Trail of Tears today. Let's go with Trail of Tears for sure. Big shout out to DJ Coco Chanel for uh the one ticket please host as well. Big shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, met me through a mutual friend and man, it's been up from there. I just appreciate you for taking a shot on the kid way back then. You know, you way from New York, I'm way from California. We met in the middle. You hear me? Let's go. And who got you into music? That's crazy. My uncle three, my uncle, his name is Wallace the third. Uh, he was a DJ, right? Um, probably still do DJ. Um, so he had turned, he was like a, a record DJ with turntables and all that. He would rock parties all throughout his teenage years. And I would like see this as I was coming up. He, uh, would always just spin in the backyard and, just had it jumping. So I would see him and some some of his friends freestyling or whatever. And I thought that that was pretty dope. Uh, I also had a homeboy, a man named Omari Rico. He uh, he from Frisco, Filmo. Uh, we went to elementary school together, man. He uh, he knew this rap. And he also knew, like, knew different types of dances and stuff. And he was raw with the flips and everything. So he taught me how to dance, how to flip, how to rap, all of that. Uh like all within the same couple years that we went to elementary school. And so we was dancing in Carnival in, 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 the, uh, in the Mission District of San Francisco and just uh, rapping that same rap uh, called Don't Do It at different talent shows and stuff like that. But from there, I developed a lot of uh, motivation to do my own music and I started writing, coming up with my own mixtapes and stuff like that right after. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So what what is the... What's something that somebody told you that you wish? What is the worst advice that somebody gave you? That's what I mean. What's oh, the man. worst advice? Hey, I used to have homeboys who was heavily connected. And I ain't even going to say used to have homeboys. Like, 
damn near, like, like close fam, you know, like really close people that I know who is heavily connected in the music industry. Uh, um, and you would expect these these people who got these different connections and different lines to throw you a lob, right? And to tell you what to do to get on, you know what I mean? Or to give you an opportunity to get on or to, you know, introduce you to the person who who, who you need to be introduced to to get to the, the goal that you're trying to get to. Um, and I would feel like, you know, some of the advice that these people would give me, it was kind of like, I explained it like, if I'm coming to you to get directions to go to this store that's across the street from where we're at right now, all you have to tell me is, hey, all you got to do is go across the street. They're going to they're gonna store right there. Boom. But these people would give me directions to go around the corner, make a right, go left, cross the street, uh, stop and get a bite to eat, talk to the man right there on the corner, make it spin around in three circles uh do a backflip <laughs> run down the street naked you know what i'm saying like, not literally but i'm just saying like like metaphorically that it wasn't simplified it was it seemed like it was um intentionally um like just leading me down some sort of maze um when it could have been very much easier. And I just felt like that was some of the worst advice because I was actually listening to these people spending money on uh, email blasts and spending money on uh, this producer, that producer, these these uh, media outlets, those media outlets, thinking that I was going to go somewhere, but I was really just spending a lot of my money. But at the <laughs> same time, I, th- I felt like some of these things were effective, right? But it didn't get me to the goal that I wanted to get to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just felt like I was just chasing my tail a lot of those times. So I had to just, I had to find something else to do, man. No love lost to any of those people because I think that's just how the industry goes a lot of the time. Yeah. People won't just tell you exactly what you need to get exactly where you need to go. Even if they knew, they I don't think most people would tell you um, there's going to be a little bit of uh, zigzag going, around, going on there. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So what's the best advice that you got from somebody and what's the best advice that you can give to people coming up? Oh man. Let me think about this one. I've I've gotten some advice throughout my times, but I think the best advice that I've I've gotten cuz there was a time where I, I didn't think about going to school or anything like that. Um so when my mama told me to go be a doctor, I think that's the best advice you know, I, I've, I've gotten because it's have it's had a lot of great impacts on my life. It's been very rewarding for me, for, for me uh, personally, rewarding for my family um, and things like that. Um, I've gotten a whole lot of other advice. One one piece of advice I've gotten from my dad. My dad actually passed away a couple of weeks ago. We just buried him. Rest his soul. Uh, love you, Bob. Uh, one big piece of advice he gave me. And this is way back in the days when I was just a little knucklehead. He said this. Don't, when you're doing dirt, if you're already doing dirt, right? Don't do more dirt that will attract attention to the dirt that you're already doing. Basically meaning like, if you already... uh, 
out of bounds or doing something that you shouldn't have a business doing or doing something that you could get caught up for or doing something that you could, you know, potentially go to jail for or something like that. Uh, don't cause, uh, atten- bring attention to yourself that's unneeded. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was a, it was a rather, uh, shady piece of advice but it also was effective too you know what i'm saying because it's a part of just like knowledge that's that you should probably have when you living in, in certain places and doing certain things with your life you know what i'm saying but another piece of golden advice that i got a little bit after that was the opportunities and resources that i was raised that was right in front of my face If I just take advantage of those and do what is intended to to do with those resources, I don't have to worry about the street life. I don't have to worry about uh, gang banging, uh, uh, being a successful rapper or not. Um, I, I'm going to still be successful because I, I don't have to. Um, my, 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 excuse me. The things that my parents have done for me while they were raising me um, was so that they can put me in a position to not have to uh, experience things that they've experienced. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's really the point that I'm trying to make right there is, is um, I don't have to force being hella hood or force being a gangster or, and you know what I'm saying? Be hella goofy out here looking like a clown trying to be something that I'm not because my parents have worked for a whole lot of years to put me in a position so that I've never have to live that lifestyle, hmm. right? There's other things that I want for my life outside of what 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 they wanted for me and have provided for me that I have to work for for myself. But none of it involves me having to like identify something that I'm not. So um, that's another good piece of advice that I learned. Yeah, that's game right there. Yes, so sir. before we wrap it up, is there anybody that you want to shout out before we end this interview? For sure, for sure. Man, I got to shout out my pops, man. Rest in peace. Tara Mass Harris Singer, love your life. Uh, you are a huge influence on me, and I'm going to make sure that the world knows your name um, and your legacy. Uh, big shout out to the homeboy, uh, Micah, man, for just, and Bolo TV, man, for just, you know, holding us down, man, and doing this so consistent and being an outlet for independent artists, um, authors, or, you know, anybody that's out there trying to get their message out, man. We appreciate that. Big okay. shout out to the homeboy. Um, big shout out to the homeboy, Big Black Man. Um, shout out to Love Cloud Restore LLC out there in Fairfield, California. You make sure you tap in with us if y'all need anything mental wellness related. www.lovecloudrestore.com. Um, Tap in with me, man. I'm on Instagram, man. The only T mask. I got to shout out my Instagram, man. And shout out to everybody who just been following me and liking my pictures, man. And everybody who copped the book and pre-ordered the book before it even dropped, man. I appreciate all of y'all. And I want to shout out all of y'all, man. Um, shout out to everybody who has copped the book at the by the time that you hear this interview. Much love to you. Um, shout out to whoever you share this book with, too. Hopefully, you go ahead and share that thing with a young um, aspiring individual who trying to be a musician or a doctor or, or whatever, 
anybody from inner city community who looking for a little bit of motivation let them let them check that thing out man and big shout out to you right there for just checking out this individual uh i, I said this individual excuse me excuse me big shout out to <laughs> yeah. you for checking out this interview gone one out two one okay okay now one two Major, but they ain't understand like I had a major. 